0: Welcome today to Running by Dawn. This is Dawn Pedersen. Today is episode eight, and this is titled Pacing 101. Um, For those of you who are familiar with college classes and how they're numbered, 101 is your very basic class, um, and that's really what I want to catch today with pacing is like, let's break this down. Let's get the basics, Okay. And the reason being as pacing, isn't something that I feel like it's taught or addressed very much with runners. You know, we talk about pace yourself, but not really what that means or how to do that. And I think it's the number one skill that we need as new runners, especially, but as more experienced runners trying to, you know, capture that next, next goal as well. But let me tell you um, how this came to my attention. (laughs) My first coaching experience was with our junior run club when I lived in Japan. And it was a group of 50 plus kids from first grade to eighth grade. So just this massive group of kids at very different ages, very different experience levels mostly beginners. So that was to our advantage, but we did have some kids that that knew their stuff more as well. And I watched this group of kids and we told them, you know, go ahead and go run, you know, run a lap, run two laps, run for five minutes, whatever it was we started out with. And they just took off. And pretty soon they were totally exhausted and walking it took us a little while to be like, uh-huh, this isn't going to work. So um, my husband and I, we coached three seasons. And by the third season, we had like our list of skills we wanted to teach them. It's actually pretty cool looking back. Like we taught them about hill workouts. So we talked about, about tempo runs. Like we taught them all this stuff that more advanced runners do, but we taught this to these to these new, new kids. And the very first thing that we taught them was pacing, 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 because it's such a hard skill to learn. But until you master it, you're doing just what these kids did. You're going um, too hard, too fast, too soon and burning out and then walking or slowing way down. Let's get into a little bit of science here. I think we often confuse um when we talk about pace or pacing, we often confuse it with speed. Okay. I try to look this up. So um, if I get the definitions a little off, forgive me scientists, but speed is your movements in relation to an object at a given time. So uh, at any given time, I have a speed. So I could be walking at three and a half miles per hour or something. That is my speed at that moment. Okay. Pacing is kind of like speed, but it's not. It's more like your speed over time is your pace. So it's, you know, it's the rate at which you're going. But uh, by definition, let me pull up the definition. I had it here. I liked these. It had three three definitions. It said a single step taken when walking or running. So for the example they gave was take a take a step back a pace. That one's obviously not going to apply to us. Consistent, the second one, consistent or continuous speed in walking, running, or moving. Bingo. Okay. I love how it uses the word consistent or continuous speed in walking, running, or moving. Okay. It's consistent. It's continuous. Okay. A pace is something that should go on and on and on. And it's going to be, you know, that is your pace. So, you know, a little different than just, just speed. But this idea of that pace is continuous is really like, really, I like, and then it has a verb definition as well. Walk at a steady or consistent speed, especially back and forth. Oh, this is like pacing around a (laughs) room. Yeah. Uh, that's not the kind of pacing we're talking about. Please don't go back and forth in your runs. Although I have done that before when walking, walking and running with people at different paces than mine, I have done a little bit of an out and back pacing kind of style. So that kind of gives you an idea, like a, a pace, we have to talk about like what pace were you at, but you know, what was your average pace, but we really should use the word speed more often in that context. So kind of get, you know, those are related, but not the same. And I'm, and you know, I might interchange them as well. And I apologize, because it really is like this slight definition change. But when you think about um, that change, it, it kind of makes all the difference. And so there's really, like I said, we talk about in our runs, like, what was your average pace? What was your average speed, so a lot of, you know, if you're anywhere but the United States, really, that's going to be in kilometers per hour. If you're in the United States, we more typically talk about miles per hour, or most commonly for runners is your minute per mile pace. Yeah, your pace is what, um how long it takes you on average during your run to complete a mile or your minute per mile. Okay. So, um, and there's equivalence and this is why it gets really confusing. Like on a treadmill, they often have it in miles per hour, but if you look at different charts and stuff, it's more common uh, in the running world to talk about minute, minute mile pace. Um, and so your minute mile pace might be eight minute miles, um, which means that, you know, on average, that you're running a mile in eight minutes or the equivalent to that is 7.5 miles per hour but since um we're not really I don't know cars typically we talk about miles per hour but it's not it's not a common or an easy thing it's easy for me to go out and run you know three miles and it takes 24 minutes and then I can divide it and be like oh that's eight. you know an eight minute mile um, But <laughs> it's harder for me to go out and be like, how many miles per hour was that? So that's why it's more typical um, to, you know, talk about speed or average speed in uh, minute miles. So just a little aside there about, you know, average, average speed, I guess, technically, but your average pace, we often say as well. So when we're talking about pacing, there's really three main ways that I've seen people talk about pacing. Number one is pace like your your clock time, okay? Your miles per hour, your minute your minute miles. That is going to be, you know, very calculated, very very hard to get exact. I really tried for a lot of years to Hit a certain pace. I wanted to get that eight thirty minute mile pace. I wanted to get that, you know, on this other run that eight minute mile pace. I wanted to get, you know, on my slower runs a nine to nine thirty minute mile pace, and I ran like that for a long time. And that you can run like that, and some different programs will recommend that you do. You know, hit the certain pace. I found that. It's a little more discouraging for me and hard to keep up with mentally to keep myself to that limit. I spend a lot of time looking at my watch and wasting my my wasting my run looking at numbers and calculating numbers and uh, just haven't found that to be a long term sustainable way to run and I'm a number person like I really do love numbers I love calculating while I'm out there I'm always like especially on longer runs I'm like what percentage of the way am I through this run you know when it gets long and tiring or I always break it up into thirds and fourths and fifths like I'm running I'm running stats on my run all the time my daughter talks about that too she's always running stats so it's not the numbers that are the problem just so much as having to, to track them constantly and like beating myself up a little bit if I'm not hitting a certain pace the exception is speed work and track work where it's really crucial Um, Not crucial, but it's really good to if you're targeting a certain goal pace to hit some time on the track at that pace or faster in your in your harder runs. So um, I do run by the clock sometimes, but not the majority of the time. The other one I've never gotten into running this way, but I know people that do, and it's run by heart rate. So hook you up to a heart rate monitor, whether that be, you know, on a treadmill or one on your watch, or, you know, maybe you have a separate heart rate monitor and then you run by your heart rate. So, you know, maybe your doctor or a, a coach or a book recommends that you stay in this heart rate zone. And so you'd run, you know, that run in that heart rate zone. I've never done that. I have a friend that I coach with that he talks about. He does that in his ultras. He's told me uh, recently that on some of his longer runs, as he's scaling mountains, really, he doesn't let his heart rate go up above 160 because he knows if he gets it too high on some of the on the big climbs that he's going to run out of energy. He does. Really long runs, like 50, 100 mile runs. Sometimes if it gets steep enough, that that slows to a walk. But he runs by heart rate on some of those runs. Uh, I've never done that before. Maybe you like that. But the one that I'm going to talk about most of the podcast today and that I use now that I use for my team and I really really like for new runners and small kids especially I'll tell you a fun game for kids is running by feel so how how does this feel and I talked about this in one of my other podcasts maybe the getting started one how does this pace feel does this feel too easy? Does this feel too hard? Or does it feel easy? Does it feel medium? Does it feel hard? Those are really by feel. And the interesting thing about that is that feel is going to be different for everyone, but it's also going to be different for the same runner in different conditions on different days. I'll get into that a little bit more. Let me tell you about my game. So with the kids that we coached, super little kids, right down to six years old. And we just knew that these concepts we wanted to teach them needed to be fun and exciting and engaging, right? Learning to run is not an easy thing. Learning how to pace yourself is not an easy thing. So here's what we did. We thought about animals, okay? There are animals that run at different paces. And here's what we came up with And there might be different animals that work better, but a fast pace, obviously a cheetah, right? So fast pace is a cheetah, a medium, but still pretty good pace, right? Still challenging is a horse. Horses can run really fast, but for a long time, that was our medium pace. And then this one, I don't love what we chose. But I couldn't think of a better one. So we chose a turtle for our easy pace. Um, I've seen turtles run. They don't run very long. So turtle wasn't the best example. Maybe the tortoise and the hare example is where we got the, the turtle. Okay, so they just go, you know, slow and easy, but long, long time, right? And then we had a lot of kids that would be like, turtles are slow. So they'd start walking. So we actually had one for a walk too. And that was our snail because we're like to nope turtles are faster than that you got to do a that's a snail you got to do a turtle to get kids motivated and going again so it's really fun so during that pacing workout where we learned that and then throughout the season if we wanted them to run at a certain pace we would you know shout out like turtle horse cheetah and I really I really love this as a coach, especially the cheetah. I look around and with these little kids, we, we had them on a track and I'd look around and I'd yell and all these kids would just start sprinting like crazy. They they knew exactly what that meant, a cheetah pace. And they actually got to the point they would, they were pretty good at the turtle and the horse as well. They knew what that meant. That made sense to them. If I would have said easy, medium, and hard, they probably would have had their mind exploding. I don't know what that means, but they could relate it to those animals. And they did pretty well. We worked them up. I think our season was six weeks. And by the end, we did a 5k. And most of those kids, despite their you know, how new they were and how young some of them were. Most of them ran, you know, a 5K after six weeks of coming two or three times. It might've just been two times a week. The practice, they learned how to pace themselves to the point that they could run a 5K. So that was pretty awesome. If you want to run by animal pace, you are more than welcome to if that helps you feel like you understand what that means and you're excited about it. (laughs) I think it could be fun for adults or teenagers too. So go ahead and try it out. If you're working up to, you know, the goal of being able to run, try to limit your snails in there. All right. But what I use for my middle school and high schoolers when I coach, I tried to introduce the animals to the middle schoolers and they kind of looked at me like, I don't know, lady, we might be too big for that. And I backed off a little bit. So I was a little bit sad about that. I thought they could handle it, but maybe not. So what I introduced for my um, high schoolers and middle schoolers, and I use this especially when I did the summer camp, was just easy, medium, hard. Okay. And I actually played the same game with our uh, with our summer camp where I just yelled, easy, medium, hard and I actually made myself quite hoarse not the horse that runs fast but the horse that has no voice and one of of the first days of my summer camp last summer so that was great so you can you can think of those paces as easy medium and hard and when you're first starting out You may not be able to get to the point where running is comfortable enough to call it easy. So what you want to do is find, take it down, take it down from a hard, bring it to a medium, okay? You don't need to stay in the hard zone, burn yourself out and have to go to your walking pace all the time. Try to take it back as much as you can to an easy pace. And that kind of brings me to this concept of what, what am I supposed to run? Okay. It's kind of like Alice in Wonderland. Well, you know, which way do I go? Well, that depends on where you want to go. If you don't care much where you go, let me give you a direction. Okay. (laughs) If you have specific goals, you might need a little bit different direction. I'll talk about that as well. So If you're not sure where you want to go or how you want to head, then I recommend running easy pace for a while. Okay. If you're just starting out, run easy pace and run, you know, run three days a week, easy pace until you feel like that's comfortable until you're not walking with walk breaks. There's no reason to kill yourself when you first start running or even, you know, if you've been running for a while and you're exhausted of, um, you know, maybe you're at a point of stress in your life, or maybe you're not sleeping well, like don't kill yourself running crazy all the time. There's a lot of literature out there. I see this topic all the time of don't run in the gray zone, okay, which the gray zone is what I would consider a medium pace. It's a challenging pace, but you could do it for a while. And so the, the concept here is that we're pushing ourselves too hard on our easy runs and maybe not hard enough on our harder runs. It's true though. I've watched a handful of people that I coach and they're always at their limit. Okay. They're always trying to push this pace even you know even on a warm up even on a cool down more typical for kids but i've seen it for adults as well they're always almost to the point of i can't do this anymore i need to walk and you actually gain more if you slow it down a little bit i don't know why exactly but easy running is really good for us there's this 80 20 rule You know, you should do 80% of your running easy, 20% is hard. If you're just getting into it, it's all going to feel a little bit hard. So don't worry about that yet. Just get to the point where you can run, you know, and running feels easy and comfortable. And then think about those other things. Okay. And the great thing that I love running by Phil is that the pace is, like I said, going to be different for every person. So when I'm, when I'm coaching, you know, 20, 50 kids, I can tell them go run easy for 20 minutes and everyone goes and gets a good workout. They all get a 20 minute easy run. Okay. My kids that are more advanced and running faster, they get in more miles that way. And the kids that are just starting out, they get in fewer miles, but everyone has an easy pace. They all finish at the same time. They all end at the same time. They're all at an appropriate level for them, which I feel is crucial to coaching a group and even coaching individuals. Everyone needs to be at a comfortable level for them. I just gave a training on this to a bunch of coaches in our district um, on the importance of individualizing, um, our coaching. So that's, that's an aside. I might do another episode about it at some point, but so yeah, most of your running should be easy. If you've been running for a while and you want to add in some more workouts, or if you have been, um, stagnant, You've been running at an easy pace for a long time and you just want to step it up a notch. I have a a client I've been working with that this is what she said. She said, I've, you know, I've always been slower than I want to be. I just want to be faster. And I said, okay, let's put in some faster stuff. You can get faster at going at an easier pace. But if you've already been at an easy pace and you're not getting faster, the key is some um, some faster running okay there are two main faster runs that I like and I recommend there's a tempo run which is your medium pace or this pace is often like your 5k 10k pace would be your medium pace and so the way that I do a tempo run I do them a little bit differently depending on my goal if I'm training for like a 5K, a 10K, something like that. Then I'll go out and I will run on and off miles. Okay, so I'll run like a mile easy and then a mile at a medium pace or my target, if you want to use the clock, you know, target 5K, 10K pace. And then I'll take maybe a half mile to a mile back at an easy pace and I'll hit some hard intervals again. Okay, that is uh, a tempo run. I really... I really love tempo runs. They're my absolute favorite. I did this the other week on a long run. I was, uh, after my 20, I kind of took my mileage down, but I, I think I did it because it was nasty weather. I was short on time and I was just sick of running long and slow. So I ran two miles at an easy pace, two miles at a harder pace, like this medium pace, two miles easy, two mi- miles medium. And I just did that. And, and it ended up being like 14 and a half miles. It was such a fun run. It was a great way to break it up. I knew that I had the endurance to push at that harder pace for two miles and the, the two mile recovery was enough for me to hit it again hard. And that was a great, uh, is mentally stimulating is phys- physically stimulating, but It kind of gave me this boost of confidence for my upcoming marathon as well to know that, you know, at 11 miles, if I want to pick it up and go way faster than I was at my easy pace, I could like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to run my race that way, but it was still really great to be like, Hey, I could pick it up whenever I want. And that's one of the advantages to training at different paces is you teach your body and mind that you're in control. I can run this pace anytime I want. I just say, go and it happens. Okay. Um, So that's a tempo run. So the on and off intervals, you can do that. Just stay at that medium pace rather than go to a hard pace. There's also intervals with speed work we'll talk about in a minute. But the other way to do tempo runs is to do a longer duration. And this, you're going to have to take your pace back a little bit maybe it'll be more like a medium easy depending on how long that duration is so right now i'm training for a marathon so once a week i've been doing long longer tempo run so i've been running you know five six seven hopefully 10 by time by time i get to the marathon miles and my marathon pace i just do a warm up and a cool down and then that many miles at my marathon pace so that that's a really targeted pace. But it's also, you know, also a range. Um, And I know that, you know, the point of that is to know what that feels like, you know, and the duration of the tempo run is going to be for marathon training a lot shorter, obviously, than your marathon, where if you're using a tempo run in intervals for your 5k or 10k you might actually get close to the same distance or even exceed it if you count like the easy miles in there too so anyway that's kind of tempo runs which I recommend using medium pace and that is this gray zone that people are afraid of kind of this you know pushing your limits but there is there are places you want to use it there are tools for that that medium zone and then the the last pace, uh, and again, there's kind of a range here, is going to be your hard pace. Hard pace is going to be, I would say, um, your mild pace and faster is probably what would be your hard pace. And you're going to use your hard pace for really short intervals. So, If you go and you do, let's say you're going to do mile repeats. So one mile on, you know, a faster pace and one mile a little shorter, that's going to kind of be a medium hard. I would say you want to hit that at your 5k pace if you're doing mile mile repeats. If you're going faster than that and harder than that, it's going to be shorter than this mile. So you'll do some some speed work, some track work. These are all synonyms, some intervals at this faster pace. I've talked about this before. My favorite speed workout is 400s, which is just one lap around the track. So you just, you know, run hard for one lap and then easy for one lap, hard for one lap, easy for one lap. And you do those. I'd recommend for someone who wants to start that, depending on where your fitness level is, start with four that feels good. Do a couple more, start with six and then work up to eight, 10. I think I've even done 12. It ends up being a kick your butt kind of workout, but you can also do with our track kids. We have them run 200s at their 800 pace to get ready for their 800s. I've run everything from 200s, 400s, 800s. I even had a workout that was a thousand meters, which is like two and a half laps. That's kind of an awkward one for me, but three laps, four laps, like, and you just hit, you know, those, those on intervals at a lot, a lot harder pace. I usually, as your distance gets longer, my rests don't get longer. So if I go out and I do, you know, an 800, which is two laps of the track, I don't do an 800 recovery lap. I just do, uh, 400. Okay. So usually your rests on those speed workouts are going to be shorter than your workout part, than your hard pace, but it still needs to be long enough and slow enough that you are somewhat, <laughs> it's not going to be complete, recovered for the next time you hit it hard. Okay. So that's kind of the different paces and the workouts to use them. I think that I Only the other thing we haven't covered is when do I do a trial? So if you wanted to time your mile or time your 5k and you're not doing a race, you're just doing like a time trial by yourself. That's another time that you, you jump up into this medium or hard zone for my team. I do, I do in my summer camp, I do mile trials once a month. Um and if if I want to do speed work stuff, I do this these other kind of workouts, the tempo runs, and the speed workout. I do those for that faster training, the intervals instead of just the outright. You know, let's time your mile. Um, I really recommend that. I think if we just go out and time ourselves and time ourselves and time ourselves, our fitness doesn't increase as quickly as if we do some of these other alternating workouts where you know, you kind of fatigue your body and then make yourself push on those interval trainings, which is a little bit different stimulus than just doing a mile trial. I don't know. I've never tried to do, let's see how fast my mile is or my 5k is on a a weekly or kind of basis. But again, you're going to be spending a lot of time at a really- stressful level. And I think you increase your rate for injury doing that. So um, I hope this has been helpful in understanding pacing and what it means. I think the last thing that we, we can cover is, I don't know, really narrowing down, like, how do I know how to pace myself? And, and that goes back to you know, what I was talking about, about Phil. So let's talk a little bit about that. If you're going at an easy pace, you should be able to talk to someone next to you. If you're running with someone or talk to yourself and it should be a few words that you can get out. That would be an easy pace before a breath. Or you can, you know, there's sometimes I talk when I'm breathing and it's like, hi, how are you? you like that's more of an easy pace. I mean, not easy, a medium pace. That is not my easy pace. But if I can get out a few, a few words, yeah, I'm doing good. You know, and then a breath. Okay. So it's gonna be possible to talk. I've heard, you know, you can talk, but maybe you can't sing a song. Because you can go easy and call it really easy, like my snail kids, right? Well, this is easy. but you know, it should be comfortable, easy, but not like too comfortable. Okay. You're not like belting out songs. Although I have had runners belt out songs, which means that they probably should have been a little faster (laughs) than they were going. But, uh, you know, there's also like research out there and coaches that swear by, like, you can't go too easy if you're walking, that's not considered running. So that'd be too easy, but easy pace you really can't go wrong another way to think about your easy pace is if you can still breathe through your nose when we get at a harder pace it all you know it it turns into mouth breathing and so with your unless you have like a really stuffy nose you have the ability to breathe through your nose when you're running easy that's another one so really it takes practice this is a skill and this is a skill to learn like i can tell you how to play the piano and which notes to hit but until you sit down and you do it yourself and you you know learn what the notes on the page means in relation to the keys on the keyboard and learn the rhythms and like i could tell you all the mechanics but if you don't sit down and do it and, you know, you know, knock all that out and try it yourself, you it may not make sense. So if it's still a little confusing, what does this pacing mean? I encourage you to go out, maybe just go out and be like, okay, today, my workout is going to be learning pacing. So I'm going to try either easy, medium and hard or If you want to make it exciting, turtle, horse, and cheetah. And just do a few rounds of that yourself when you're out on your next run and be like, okay, I got it. Like, this is easy. This is medium. This is hard. This is turtle. This is horse. This is cheetah, whichever one you're using. And really practice, practice, practice what those feel like to you. And you can watch your watch and see if there's a certain you know speed that or speed range that is easy for you or medium or hard like i know what those are for me even though i don't run by that i know what they are because i've run long enough that i kind of have an idea of you know this is my easy range where it's really comfortable i could go forever this is my medium i could you know i could hit that hard but i'm not going to be able to sustain it for a long long time and then you know, I know what, I know what my max is. I know what feels really hard and what's going to be just a short burst. And then I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so done with that pace. Hard pace is, is uh hard for sure. And hard for me. And I don't like a lot of hard pace, which is why it's limited anyway. So go ahead and try that. That's your homework for this week is if you haven't mastered pacing and it's still a little confusing go out and practice and i hope it goes well and you're able to fine-tune your skills and build more skills and you're going to do great get out there thanks bye